everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talking a Bunch of Hoopla. Let's get right into it. So it was announced the other day that James Harden essentially wants out of Houston. His time in Houston is pretty much over with. And the top option for him right now, at least from reports, you know, all over the last few days, is the Brooklyn Nets. Which, you know, if you are aware, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, new head coach Steve Nash are there. You know, my thought is, oh, you know, that's cool. But my only thought to that is, I think it's time to bring the band back together. Now, what I mean is, I think it's time for a Durant, Westbrook, Harden reunion. Now, that most likely means they got to trade Kyrie Irving, which is fine. Because one, he can't really stay healthy to save his life. And I don't really think he's the guy. For a team to win an NBA Finals, I just don't. I, I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but now that all these guys are more mature, they're older, Kevin Durant has had his time winning his championships, and now he's all about the bag, as I'm sure most of these guys are. I would imagine also that Russell Westbrook and James Harden also are like, yo, it's it's we need that championship as soon as possible. You know, that was kind of the whole point of them teaming up in Houston was to get to that next step of being that team that can get to an NBA Finals. And, of course, that that didn't work, like, at all. You know, can you blame coaching? Yes. Can you blame the team around them? Yes. But at the end of the day, the only people they really pay attention to is James Harden and Russell Westbrook. And it also seems like Russell Westbrook is going to be leaving that as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But I think it's time. You know, they had their time in OKC, and they had some really good runs in OKC. You know, did they make it all the way to a championship? No, but they have gotten very close. So I think now that, you know, time has passed, and hopefully Durant and Westbrook are kind of over whatever the, all that shit happened between when Durant left OKC to go to Golden State, that it's time for them to bring them together. Because you're not going to tell me that three that these three guys now couldn't win a championship. And yes, a lot of these all these guys are very uh ball centric to where they want the ball in their hands. Which is understandable and I and I get that. But at the same time, I would imagine that sacrifices would be made between all of them to be like, guys, I know how we are, but we gotta do something to change so we can win a championship together. Because think how dope that would be to bring back their big three to win a championship. That's the ultimate move. I think it's time for the band to get back together. What perfect time is there? You know, Kevin Durant is settled in Brooklyn. He, they just got Steve Nash. You know, they have, they have nice pieces around them in Brooklyn. They really do. And yes, I would imagine they'd have to give some of them up to get James Harden and or Russell Westbrook, most likely giving up Kyrie, which I'm all for. But I think it's time. I'm convinced. I don't know. I know it's also very hard to do because the asking price for both of them is going to be insane. But I'm all here for that, if I'm honest, because... I think, I, I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that I think it would really work. But, and then also I see reports saying that, like, 
Russell Westbrook doesn't want to play with James Harden or this, this, and that, and, like, they don't get along or whatever, and it's like, I mean, it's possible, but if you present Kevin Durant and it's like, guys, let's talk for a second. I know we've had our differences. I know things may be kind of rocky, but we can do this. Now, I'm sure there's going to be some tension throughout that whole season. You know, I'm sure that that, that locker room is going to be a fucking nightmare. But if they just hold it together for like a little bit, just a little bit, that's a championship team right there. And you can't tell me that I'm wrong because I'm not. Um, oh, actually, that's not true. It's all subjective, but that's just me. Um, at the end of the day, I don't – I if I'm going to be a hot take – I don't think James Harden's going to be a guy that's going to lead a team to a championship. I don't. He's a great player. You know, one of the best shooters we have in the league right now. But I just don't think he has that kind of final, like, it factor that a team needs to take it to a championship. Kevin Durant's different. Because Kevin Durant's really good, but he also joined a team that was also really good that he made better. So there's there's that. I think people like Kawhi Leonard has that factor where it's just like, they turn a notch up a little bit, and it's like, boom, championship time. Same thing with, like, LeBron, um, Kevin Durant, like I said. Anthony Davis, not so much. I don't think he you, you need, like, a second piece for him, like a LeBron, to do that. But that's just me. But let me know your thoughts. You know, what do you think of – I know it's most likely never going to happen. But what are your thoughts on a possible reunion of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden? Maybe in Brooklyn, maybe somewhere else. Let me know. I know it's probably not going to happen, but I mean, I can dream. Am I right? A boy can dream. So obviously with all the NBA talk going around, Chris Paul and where he's going to land up is going to be interesting because um, I know the Bucks have showed interest. Cause I know they're going to do whatever it takes uh, to keep Giannis because obviously every team under the sun is going to want to get Giannis whenever he, you know, is up. Um, but I don't know, yeah, because I don't. He hasn't signed a uh, supermax or anything yet with Milwaukee, so I mean, I'm sure he will if you know certain things don't go the way he may want in free agency. Uh, I I just I don't know. I mean, again, I think he's one of those guys that needs like another piece to help bring him to a championship level because I think by himself and not that Chris Middleton is bad or anything on the team they had around him, but he just needs that second, like, oomph, I guess you can say, to get to that next level like a James Harden would or Anthony Davis. You know, maybe it's Chris Paul, maybe it's Russell Westbrook for him. I don't really know. I mean, we'd have to see, of course. I mean, he's a great player. You know, we all are aware of what he's done. Um, I mean, I mean same thing with, uh, like, Damian Lillard. Great player. But do I think... He and the rest of the Portland Trailblazers, excuse me, Trailblazers can make it to a finals with the team they have. No, I think Lillard also needs that other player to help. I mean, of course, that's like anywhere else. You can really say that with any other star, where they need that other player to really emphasize and bring them to the next level. You know, very few players can just take themselves and the team they have around them and make them a championship team. But. I don't know. I think this this offseason is going to be very interesting for the for the NBA, and especially with all this little time off between 
like just from the bubble to now to the league starting to then there is no you know the these new rookies are coming in and playing immediately essentially for some of these teams where they just go summer league get some experience in and then play it's kind of just like hey we're gonna just we're gonna just ship you right to the right to the front hope you're okay with that and speaking of the draft it cut at least from now it seems like that Lamelo Ball is going to be the number one overall pick, and I would imagine that's if Timberwolves stay or they trade out. Because I know it seems like the one or two pick is kind of up for grabs from other teams. Now I've I've been a big fan of Lamelo Ball, uh, Lamelo Ball, excuse me, since the kid was in high school. I've been watching him since high school, and I thought he's a really good player. I know a lot of people don't like him because again, it's the whole Ball family, and Lavar is fucking the most ridiculous person on the planet. And, I mean, you're still not really sure of what you're going to get at LaMelo because at Alonzo, you're getting a really good shooter. You get a really good passer. Um, LiAngelo, we, I, I don't There's not much to say about him. Didn't really work out for the NBA with him. But, the, hey, two out of three is not bad. But LaMelo, he's definitely a way better scorer than he is than Lonzo. Um, it's not, like, the greatest, like, like accurate shooter, but he, you know, he could still, you know, he could still well defensively. He's not there, like at all. Uh, he's very lazy on defense, but at least for now, he's like a top three pick. I don't see him going past that. I mean, yes, there were reports coming out saying that during interviews with teams up to the draft that they didn't really like what they got out of those. You know, they weren't really the most positive uh, experiences, I guess you can say with Lamelo. But again. Kids like what, 18, 19? I mean, I would imagine having your dad as Lavar definitely will fucking mess with your head a little bit. Plus, he he's already played professional ball twice and then had to go back to high school. So I'm sure his way of seeing things is probably a little skewed right now. It's not a very traditional route. And plus also he's been in the limelight since he was like fourteen years old. So I imagine too that all that also plays a part because he's you know, he's used to this kind of life that he's probably seen things a lot differently than some of these younger guys have who are just, you know, got their recognition through, like, obviously high school, college, like the traditional route, where now they're big stars. So LaMelo's been a star since he was 14, you know, playing on his on his brother's varsity high school basketball team. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be shocked if LaMelo comes out on wherever team he plays, he's considered a bust where he doesn't do well. But I also don't really see that happening. I mean, unless he goes to like a, a team that just isn't right and he just something happens or he gets injured and whatever, he kind of just complains. But I want to see how he does with a team that's like the Knicks or something where it's like they may not be very good and it's going to be a while before they are. But... I, I just I want to see some adversity for him at least because I'm not saying he hasn't faced it because I'm not, whatever personally I don't know him like that so I can't say that but like I feel like basketball wise I just feel like he needs a little bit more because he's been successful his whole career I, so I don't know I mean I'm really interested to see how this goes for him because obviously he's like the big face of the draft this year besides like a Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Or James Wiseman of Memphis. So, oof, he's a really big experiment out of this one. So I'm curious to see how this goes. Because I feel like, at least with Lonzo, 
you had a really good idea of what you were getting. And while, yes, he didn't start out the most, you know, up to, like, he didn't live up to his number two overall playing at the time. But I think with the years, he's gotten a lot better. He's definitely you know, kind of coming into his own, especially now in New Orleans. I mean, he has Zion to help. So that definitely kind of expedites the process of it all. But I want to see if LaMelo can do that. You know, is he going to come out of the gate just balling and doing some shit like you've seen like Trey Young or Luka doing or any other young star that's come out of the gate and playing really well? Or is there going to be kind of like this weird transition where he has a hard time dealing with now the, now the fast pace of the NBA where he's playing against guys that he's been watching since he was a kid? Or will he be able just to come out of the gate and just ball? No pun intended to that. Um... I'm curious how it's going to go. I know the draft is like uh, next week or something like that. I'm not 100% sure at the moment, but I know it's soon. So let me know your thoughts as well on all that. Now, let's talk about the NFL. I don't want to because I'm still a little salty because uh, the Ravens lost to the Patriots uh, last night. And uh, that, was, that was hard to watch. Ugh. <sighs> That was so, that was not what I expected. And I know people say that, like, oh, you know, when it comes at least to the Ravens and anytime they do bad, it's obviously Lamar's fault. That's all they want to do. They want to blame Lamar Jackson immediately. Like, it's his fault. But he played a really good game last night. Now, obviously, you could sit there and blame the weather, which I don't want to do because they still lost to the Patriots in that weather. And then they, you know, did really well in it. But also, you gotta, you gotta remember that. And I know I'm being biased as shit because I'm a Ravens fan. But of course, losing our best run stopper doesn't help. And that happened last year against Cleveland, where Nick Chubb went off, and now this week was Damian Harris this year. So that was awesome. Um, defensively, we're just not it. We don't have a lot of good depth. I mean, we need more veteran presence on offense because losing one. Marshall Yonda, I still believe, is a part of the reason why we're not doing great offensively. Uh, also, Greg Rowan needs to do, he needs to change something because the fact that Lamar Jackson's coming out and saying that defenses are calling out their plays, you know, while, like, while the game's going on is obviously a huge factor to be like why they're not doing well successfully on offense. And also, the offensive line right now is hurt, it's battered, it's not great and Skura is I don't know what's going on with him he's not playing like he did last year and his snaps have been absolutely terrible this year they're so bad and low and (sighs) but I don't know also the Hollywood Brown thing is interesting because if you aren't aware Marquise Brown or Hollywood Brown you may know him went on Twitter last week and was pretty much complaining about you know why the coaches aren't using him enough Sorry, like a little two weeks ago at this point. While they weren't using him enough and all that, and then he took it down, and John Harbaugh, the head coach, was like, well, we talked to him. We asked him to take it down. Try to get him more involved. And last two weeks, they tried to get more involved, and he just can't do anything about it. He hasn't made anything worth it. So he's kind of uh, looking a little stupid with that one, but that's just me. I still, I'm still a huge fan, but going straight to Twitter to air out your feelings isn't really the best move. But that's just how I see that. But I'm not losing faith or anything before I continue. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not 
saying that I've lost faith in lost faith in Lamar Jackson or anything. It's just there he needs some help. He can't do it all himself. And if it continues to go the way it has, and with the amount of injuries that they're having, we're not they're not going to have a very good year. I mean, they got to play Tennessee and Pittsburgh these next two weeks. I'm low key not looking forward to that. So that's awesome. But uh, it's been a, it's been a rough year for sports fans in general. COVID's ruined everything, made everything difficult. So. It's, it's rough. It's hard out here in these streets. But I will say, though, my Super Bowl picks right now, if this season ended just right now, oof, I would probably say uh, probably Kansas City, if I'm honest. Kansas City and then, well, actually, no. Uh, I, I, I don't want to as much as I don't want to say Pittsburgh, I won't because, yes, they're still winning, but they're barely winning against really bad teams to where it's like they're very close to being, like, not that great of a team. They're just still able to hold it together, which is very impressive, to be honest. But but I guess, ugh, I don't know. It's The NFC is tough because any of the NFC East teams are just not it. I mean, they don't have a positive record. The NFC West is competitive because you have the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks all at 6-3. and three. Packers and the Bears are the only ones who have a positive record. Packers are 7-2. and two, Bears are 5-4. and four, But the Bears are not it. They've lost three straight. And I can see them losing more, especially tonight against the Vikings. And then the NFC South, you have the Bucks and the Saints. Now, both of those, I don't know. I can see either one of those, but I can see the Packers because the Packers are playing really well. But I just think, I think defensively, probably the Buccaneers are going to get them farther than any other team right now in the in, in the NFC defensively wise. Because Seahawks, their defense is atrocious. Rams, they're they're solid, but again, it's just not as it could be. Cardinals defense is kind of eh. They're they're all okay. But I think the Bucks defense and even the Saints defense is kind of all right. But I think if I had to like gun to my head, kind of do a pick of the thing, I'd probably say Bucks, because offensively they've been just putting it together a lot nicer than we all expected. So I'm probably gonna say Chiefs and Bucks, and then I want the Chiefs to win because I don't want Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl, but because I'm petty. But here we are. Um, <laughs> there's that note I want to make as well is uh, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins for making what was a beautiful catch over three defenders in yesterday's game between the Cardinals and the Bills because wow I mean that was a great game overall very back and forth um, obviously like interceptions kind of played the ending of that game differently but his catch over three guys was some shit that you rarely ever see it was it was beautiful. That's why he's been my favorite player in the league for years. Because that man, when it comes to playing the wide receiver position, plays that so well. And to me, that that play of him making that catch is why he's the best receiver in the in the NFL. That alone does it. Yes, we can say they're about stats and this or that, but that's that play is what proves you being the best. You you know, when it comes down to it. Can you win the game? 
If they if they're calling your number, can you make it? And obviously, he just proves that he can. Um, are we surprised by that? No, not at all. But kind of the final thing I want to get into is uh, obviously with sports being a thing, fantasy sports are of course right behind it when it comes to that. Um, and for me, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but not that anyone cares, but I figured I'd mention it anyway. My time with you know regular weekly fantasy sports, being in fantasy leagues with friends and all that is, I'm pretty much going to be done with that after this season. Um, not for any, I mean, there are reasons, like, for some reasons I won't get into because it's very petty bullshit that I just won't repeat. Uh, none of that, none of you care. But um, also it's at a point where it's not, there's not as much fun to it anymore. I mean, I may do, like, a random, like, ESPN league just to, like, fuck around with. So, like, nothing serious. But, I don't know. I feel like it's just lost its uh, fun and mystique to it than it did when I was growing up in high school. Because I remember in high school, of course, like, being a young 14-year-old, I had a bunch of all these leagues. You know, I had all, and I was trying to, like, my best to win them all and uh, having all this fun. But when I'm older, I'm like, there's nothing new to it that, I feel that brings any fun to it. Even if, like, I've been in the league that's at least this league I've been in this year is probably the most active. I've been in the league in a while, and I'm still just kind of like, uh, I don't really care. I don't, if I lose, I'm just like, okay. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I don't, it's what I don't really care. So I'm going to move to fully probably to daily fantasy sports. Uh, one, because now there's weekly money involved, and gambling's fun. Um, I know I don't plan on gambling my house or my car or anything that crazy, at least at the moment, uh, because, you know, I want to keep it safe until I decide to risk it all and lose it all, you know, because why not? I just think with daily fantasy sports, it's, I think the non-attachment to players is probably what's going to keep me there because as much as I love my fantasy teams, it's not always easy making trades with people because some people will value certain players over other people, which... Again, it's subjective on how you view players and all that and whatever, but I, I don't like being attached to players anymore. You know, I want to be able to pick, do different lineups and have different players and all that, and it's just more fun to get involved. And, you know, I don't have to be in a league with people. It's like I just do my lineups, I set them, and I can walk away. And if I want to change it last second, I can. I can add new players, this, this, and that. So they took fantasy football and made it way more fun, which obviously – Daily fantasy sports on places like FanDuel or DraftKings isn't this new concept. It's been around for a very long time. But I just think, in general, as an adult, I think this is where I lead to where I get more fun and enjoyment out of it. Obviously, with the part of gambling, definitely makes it a hell of a lot more fun and entertaining. But I just also think that I think not being in the league with people is also a big thing because... I don't know. I just because I at least in my experience, I I haven't had the best experience with having a league, a full league that's always active, especially if certain people and I'm not calling on anybody specific who listens to this of like my friends, but certain people in leagues I play with, they're not always most active. Their team's not doing well. They kind of gave up very fast, which again is understandable. Like I understand like if my team's not doing well and I can't recover, what's the fucking point? But at least what at least what doing things like DraftKings or Fanduel. You know, you could always do better next week. There's no record involved. 
You know, I don't have to look at, oh, I'm one and eight. Like, all right, clean slate every week. Cool. I lost last week. May have lost 20 bucks, but maybe I can win it back this week. You know, do some research, try to look up who's playing who, see how I can do, and then make it make it up next week. You know, there's always like a next week, and it's always like, yes, I, I have a chance to win something. At least in regular fantasy football, it's like I have to wait till the whole year to win something. And only one person wins. Well, at least... And, and, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings, you can win 20 bucks. Some people can win 100 bucks. It's like everyone, you know, wins. And it's nice to be like, hey, you know, we're all winning together. It's great. It's great. It's fun. So, also, I think also, I kind of burned myself out with fantasy because I think I've done it so much and so aggressive for so long that it's just like, it's just kind of, it's kind of over it now. I'm just like, it was cool in high school and, you know, I had a teacher in high school that I would, you know, do a league with, and, you know, it was cool and all that, and we help each other win and all that and talk and all that. It's cool, but it's it's lost that for me for a lot of it. Um, I mean, I still have friends that I talked about fantasy football with and all that, but I don't know. I just feel like as I've gotten older, it's kind of like that game you play as a kid that's like it's not it's cool anymore. It's not that it's not like it's, oh, I'm getting made fun of for playing. It's just like it just loses the, like, that fun you had when I was a kid, like it's the innocence of it is no longer there for me. And I'm just like, all right, I think I think this relationship is probably gonna be over. Um, but I mean, hey, it happens to the best of us. You know, I know people that don't even play that love sports. Do not fucking deal with, you know, fan sports at all. Because it for a lot of people I know, it takes the fun out of the game because then you're watching it merely just as a competitor and not as a fan where you have something on the line and you're like and then people who like will tweet or message or whatever athletes because insert player didn't do well or you know whatever they may got injured or whatever it's like one don't be a dick not any single player in the NBA Major League Baseball fucking any soccer league the NHL the NFL the ABA the fucking WWF the fucking NAACP, fucking OPP, fucking ABCDEFG gives a shit about your fantasy league. And the fact that people will tweet these athletes to be like, hey, you fucked up my fantasy league, you ruined the championship for me. It's like, okay, that's fine, but they don't care. Like someone recently, uh, I think messaged on Instagram, uh, Seattle running back Chris Carson was like, oh, he was like, tape up your fucking knee and get back out there. And Chris Carson was like, yo, who are you talking to like that? Because, like, it's not, it's not me. Because that shit's, no. I'm going to see if I can pull up the actual, um, the actual, what uh, we call it. Here we go. Let's see if I can pull it up real fast. Because this shit blows my mind. That people thought this was it. That, yeah, here we go. Someone goes, oh, come on, this fucking page. Here we go. Someone goes, you pussy, tape up your foot and go the fuck in. You're you're selling my fancy team right now. Fuck you. He goes, fuck your fancy team. Come make me play. He goes, what's the Addy? And if you're not aware, that means what's the address? And he drops an address. I don't know if that's his address or, like, where the team is or whatever. And then he replies with that, your ass better pull up, too. And then I guess another one goes, you bum, stop making the name Carson look like a pussy. Like a pussy name and grow a sack. You're getting a bag to be a bitch. 
I'm trying to get a bag on fantasy, but I need you to do your role. See you on the field, Christopher. And it's like... And then another one. Yeah, no, that's... uh, Yes, here we go. He replied to that saying, It ain't hard to find you, little boy. Don't talk tough on social media unless you're really about that shit. Fuck your fantasy team, bitch. He goes, your mid-game, how are you responding right now? You need to focus on priorities. So, obviously, I'm sure Chris Carson doesn't want to be injured. I would imagine no athlete is like, yeah, being injured is fucking tight. You know, it's sick just being injured and not playing and being in pain and not being with my teammates and not doing my job. And, you know, that's awesome. But if you're a grown man and you're like, oh, yeah, it's super a good idea to fucking message an athlete because you're mad that they're not doing well in your fancy league. You're an asshole. And I wish your fancy team loses and all the players on your team don't do well for you. Because fuck you, you're an asshole. That shit's stupid. You're, you're an adult. That's like me. It's it's like, okay, that's like me fucking tweeting Subway because an, uh, an employee did well. It's like, yo, Subway, you're fucking... Your sandwich maker fucking didn't put enough lettuce. Fuck you. Fuck this place. Do better or I swear to God I'm not paying for shit. It's like, yo, you you're you sound stupid. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And yes, there's times where sure I get upset where if a player I have on a team doesn't do well. But, okay, I move on. I don't sit there and be like, yo, fuck Patrick Mahomes. He threw an interception this game. Piece of shit. Wish nothing but bad things on him. It's like, yo, I know. Just like that's going to happen. Everyone has bad games. People get injured. It's a part of life. It's a part of sports. And if you don't like it, don't fucking play fantasy sports. That's If you if you take that that serious, for you feel the need to like message the athlete to be like, yo, fuck you, because if you're injury or you're not playing well, you're fucking me over. I hate you and I wish nothing but bad things. You should no longer be playing fantasy sports. That's just what that is now. You shouldn't because you're taking it too serious. Take something that should be fun and making it not fun because you have your own fucking issues behind the scenes that you're not addressing. And you should. But that's where I'm going to end it today. I appreciate you all for making it to this far in the episode if you did. Uh, Please make sure to rate the podcast. Definitely helps. Also, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can follow it on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Wherever podcasts are sold and available on the iPhone, Android, or any other device you may have, laptop, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, you know, MySpace, wherever, it'll probably be there. And, you know, I thank you. And also, if you want to message me on social media because you want to talk or you want to chit-chat or you want to say mean things to me, at Talking Hoopla on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you, and I'll see you all next Monday.